We're in a series of uh, messages called Life Verses, Scriptures That Have Defined Guide Your Life. And last week, uh, Will posted on our MCC page, uh, what verse in Scripture would you claim as your own life verse? And several responded, and some posted one verse, others posted multiple ones. And chances are, these verses have brought you not only comfort, but they've guided you through good and challenging times, and they've also defined who you are as a believer in Jesus. And Will and I are taking this time and these uh, teaching times that we're having online to kind of share some of our life verses, key scriptures that God has used to shape and define us. Um, I may have a few more than others do simply because I've lived longer, you know. Um, and as I step away from the, the, the ministry here at Mechanicsville, um, I, I just wanted to share with you some that have sustained me and helped me. And also some that have reminded me that I've not yet arrived. But thank the Lord, because of them, I'm not who I used to be. And today's scripture falls, falls in that latter category. Uh, it talks about so much about who Jesus is and, and, and what he modeled in life that I'm called to practice in my own. But it also reminds me in no uncertain terms that He is God and I am not. And when it comes to being conformed to the image of, of Jesus, of reflecting Him fully in my life, I have such a long, long way to go. See, here's the reality. We tend to look at people and we make immediate judgments about them based on their natural talent, their education, their, their business sense, their hard work, their physical appearance, their, their wealth, their social standing, their power, so many other things that fall in that category. And we, we, we just look at people and we say, this is who they are. But God doesn't pay as much attention to those things as we do. If he does, what he does is look at what we've done with what he has given us and see whether or not we've used it for his glory in a significant way. The bottom line when it comes to you and me, the words of 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7 speak volumes to us because God says, man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So today's verse that we want to look at is actually 11 verses long. And if you have your Bibles in your living rooms, I want to encourage you to pull it out or pull out your app, your Bible app on your phone. And let's look at this passage of Scripture together, which is found in Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. It says this, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from His love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interest of others. And your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, 
did not consider equality with God as something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. About 10 years ago, a reality TV series came on CBS called Undercover Boss. And I used to look forward to watching that every week. But then all of a sudden, uh, it started, it just wasn't there. And I, I thought that it, they'd quit making it, that it had basically been dropped as a series. And just recently, I found out that they have continued making it. It's just kind of like a filler throughout the year. And um, so I went on to uh, CBS Access and was able to uh, watch one of the more recent shows. And it featured the president of Anytime Fitness and her interaction with franchisees of the company. And the basic plot of each of these shows is for a CEO or a president of a company to assume the role of an employee and to be in disguise or to be somebody who is interested in working for the company. In order for them to be able to see what it's really like to be a worker in the workplace. And generally speaking, for those who are bosses, there's a renewed appreciation for those who are working for them, and some end up being touched in a very special way uh, by, their, by the compassion of their bosses. The analogy breaks down here, but in a way, that's exactly what God has done for us in Jesus Christ. The Lord of creation the ruler who sits in all glory was willing to leave all that glory behind, all that position, all that power, and wrap himself in human flesh and become one of us. Now here's where the analogy breaks down, because an undercover boss, you're talking about a CEO and a worker, and so there's still two people. But in Jesus coming to be one of us, the creator became the created. God became man in order to relate, to understand, to help, to heal, and to forgive. And that's the amazing thing about the cross. Because on the cross, Jesus, who was sinless, died for those of us who are sinners. Those of us who do not deserve any kind of grace were given it. And the Bible says that he who knew no sin became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God as recorded in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20. And rising from the grave in triumph over death, Jesus is now exalted before the Father and wants to offer to all who acknowledge him as Savior and Lord the full benefit of being adopted into his family both now and for eternity. And just like those heartwarming stories that are found in Undercover Boss where the boss wants to bless an employee, so God wants to bless each of us who follow him. 
There's a Christmas carol that says, He knows our need to our weakness, no stranger. And the reality is that Jesus gives us each what we need, when we need it, through His presence, through His power, through His peace. And yet the sad thing is that there are many who still refuse what Jesus offers. On that show that I watched that week, last week, one of the franchisees was reminded of the company's purpose and the need to align what he was doing with what the overall goals of the company were. And when asked about some of his current behavior, he glared at the president and said, you don't know anything. Needless to say, the franchisee and the company have parted ways. And in the same ways, there are going to be some, and I'm afraid there are going to be far too many, who are going to refuse to acknowledge Jesus as Lord in this life. Because their desire is to be their own boss. But there's going to come a time when they will join those who have named Jesus as Lord and they will bow and will admit that he is Lord, but that admission is going to be one of defeat right before they are separated from God forever. And friends, I just want to urge you because this is so close to my heart because if you're resisting surrendering to Jesus, I urge you, Don't wait. Humble yourself before him. Just as he humbled himself by becoming one of us. Believe in who he is. That is the son of God and the only savior of us all. And turn to him and confess him before others. Not only with your mouth, but also with your body in baptism. And then follow him by obeying what he says in his word. The scriptures. The Bible. I'm here to tell you it's an ongoing journey for sure, and it not only affects our eternal destiny, but it also influences the remaining part of our lives right now. And and, and I share this not from a position of superiority or anything, because I, I hope you know what my heart is, because I desperately, desperately want to see each of you in heaven. And the only way we can get there is through Jesus Christ. And for those of you who have known me for any length of time, you know that seeing people come to Jesus and grow in Him has been and will continue to be a passion of mine because it is a passion for God. So the beginning verses of this chapter that I just read are the this scripture that I just read has these words in them. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. And the words right before those words say that humility means putting the needs of others before our own. It means serving others. During this pandemic that has most of us on lockdown, 
our appreciation and our admiration for doctors and nurses and first responders has skyrocketed because they're risking their lives to serve others in need. And deep down inside, I think that one of the reasons why we admire that is that we see something of Jesus in that. The reality is that all of us are most like Jesus when we lose ourselves for the sake of others and risk our own well-being to help them. If you have a paper and pen or something like that, or maybe even a note on your, on your phone, write this down. And that is that humility means you are focused on serving others and you put the needs of others before your own. I'll say that again. Humility means you're focused on serving others and you put the needs of others before your own. Andrew Murray was right when he said, pride must die in you or nothing of heaven can live in you. You see, over the years, this this passage has been a true barometer for me, internally and externally. I can honestly say that there have been times when I have put the needs of others before my own and I've been grateful and joyful in what God has done through that and how he's used me in those moments. But I also know that far too often I have struggled with that ogre of pride and my heart hasn't been in the right place. And whenever I've taken the time to revisit this passage of Scripture, And I've faced the attitude that Jesus had that's helped me to realign my focus, my priorities, my life. As I have repented, as I've confessed, and renewed my passion to serve others. Over in Matthew chapter 25, Jesus talks about a number of things having to do with the end times. And one of the things that he talks about is that final judgment. And he says that on that final day, he will be separating uh, people as a shepherd separates sheep from goats. The sheep being the good ones, the goats uh, by implication, uh, not being a part of that crowd. And then he says, come you who are blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you. And then he, just to paraphrase, he says, You fed me when I was hungry. You clothed me when I was without. You helped me when I was sick. You visited me when I was in prison. And people are going to ask him, when did we do that? And he'll respond by saying, when you served others in those same ways. When you put your desires on the back burner and you cared for people who needed help. See, that's what so many that Mechanics Filter to Christ and worldwide are doing right now in the name of Jesus Christ. And just locally here, many of you have provided food for the school lunch program at Mechanicsville Elementary or, or other places. And still others have silently sent checks to missions who are trying to fund the, the, the need to help others. 
Still others have provided meals to families that either don't have the resources to feed themselves or are dealing with some kind of illness that is preventing them from doing that. I know of many who are calling around and they're just talking with people, just touching base, comforting the lonely. And still others are praying fervently at a distance for the sick that we are not allowed to see right now. Still others are helping some frontline servants by making masks that can be worn while caring for the ill. Uh, Sue Cashel from our church uh, told me that she has made over 200 of those masks and donated them to nursing homes, senior care facilities, neighbors, friends, and family members, in addition to several people within our church. And she was also able to donate some of them to a construction crew that didn't have any kind of masks as they were working together. And we hear of stuff like that, and we just get excited about it, and we're, we're joyful about it. But I'm here to tell you that stuff like that also brings a deep sense of joy to those who are serving. And joy is deep. See, happiness is based on our circumstances, but joy, joy is in spite of circumstances. And you need to understand that joy comes when we lose ourselves in service to others, when we get over ourselves and recognize the need for, to help others. There's somebody I know on the West Coast right now who's dying of cancer. I posted about him on Facebook uh, not too long ago, and he's in his mid-40s, and he has a wife and two beautiful daughters. But the doctors told him that his days are numbered. He's battled cancer for nearly seven years now. And when Jay found that out, he shared an emotional video pleading for people not to put off connecting to God through Jesus Christ because nothing else matters. And he spoke that through tears, but he spoke that with conviction. Now, to be clear, Jay doesn't want to leave his family and friends, but he does have peace and confidence and joy in knowing that he will be with the Lord. And right now, Jay's at home with his family and as he waits for the time when God takes him to his eternal home. But his prayer page has been flooded with posts from people who have been so impacted by this man's life. Jay has selflessly given himself to others in ministry, in business, in music, in friendship, and everyone he has come into contact with has basically circled back to him and posted many things to say, Jay, you've served well. You served your Lord by serving me, and I am a better person because of it. Your attitude has been the same as that of Christ Jesus. May that be our attitude as well. Not only as we live, but also as we face death. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus, thanking you. Thanking you for the challenge and the opportunity to have the attitude of Jesus. 
sometimes we wonder what it is that we can do to help others. But I pray that we will just quit worrying so much about ourselves and focus more of others on others and find ways as you guide us to help them. And we are thankful for the opportunities that have been presented, not only during this uh, pandemic, but at other times as well. May we humble ourselves before you. May we have your attitude. And through it, may the world be impacted by your grace, your power, your presence, and your peace and your hope. Because without you, we have none of that. I pray in Jesus' name.